Surviving Lockdown. An essential business podcast from Mark Rise Voiceovers. Hello, thanks for listening. Jason Williams came to the UK from Australia in 1992 as a young vet for a two-year working holiday. 28 years later, he's the co-director of the only independently owned veterinary hospital in Bicester, Oxfordshire. During that time, Bicester Vets has grown from a five-vet mixed rural practice to a ten-vet speciality small animal practice, offering high levels of treatment and diagnostics with 24-7 hospital care on site. With the onset of COVID-19, strict changes had to be put in place, and Jason joins me now to talk about the effects of lockdown. Hi, Jason. Hi, Mark. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Firstly, on a personal level, are you managing to stay positive? Uh, Yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. I think we've got a great team here. We've adapted to the situation very well. We're we're, we're coming out the other side of things, so uh, I feel as though uh, Mr Vets and, and us personally will be fine. Can you tell me a bit about the practice before March 2020? Yeah, so so we're a small animal practice. We've uh, grown steadily over the years. We got busier and busier. We had plans in place for uh, renovations and things to try and make some more space uh, to allow us to do more work. So uh, things were were definitely on the up. So what changes have you had to put into place to meet the new requirements then? So the the first thing that we did was to stop any clients coming into the building. It's a big change for us. Because, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, uh, you can imagine that everyone, uh, everyone who comes to see us comes into the building. Mm. That was that was a major change. Obviously, uh, we've already got p- pretty strict hygiene protocols around the practice, but those have been enhanced e- even further. We've also had to, uh, especially initially, was to turn away a lot of work, uh, things that were more routine or things that could be delayed without animal welfare. Did the government create new guidelines for you to actually follow? I think the, the government sort of said that, that they wanted vets to stay open if they could. And then our uh, governing bodies uh, gave us guidelines. So, so the British Veterinary Association was the main one who set out some guidelines and quite clear in what they thought we shouldn't be doing and uh, clearing what we definitely should be doing, but there was a lot of grey in between of where we had to decide case by case whether whether we should be seeing it. And the whole purpose of this was to limit people moving around the place and min- minimise uh, person-to-person contact. Have you had to furlough any staff? Yeah, we did. Um, I think we furloughed maybe 40% of the staff on the you know the the day after the lockdown so that was a, a difficult thing to do i'd just come back from being ill uh, which uh, turned out to be covid w- wasn't feeling my best and uh, and had to have meetings with all the staff and and it was quite a daunting task and a um quite a difficult thing to do but i think the furlough scheme has has made a huge difference for us and has made it a lot easier to get through this uh, the the downturn that's been forced upon us of course. What's your advice to someone who's at home, self-isolating, but they have a pet that they're worried about? So we, we don't want to do a house call to, to a house where, where people are self-isolating. Of course. Possible COVID there, yeah. of course. Uh, we can do phone consultations. So we, that's uh, one thing that we started doing. Um, a lot of people will send in videos or uh, photos of their pet to try and help us to try and work out what's going on. That's quite a different way of working, actually, isn't it? 
It, it really is, and in some cases it's it's great, um, and it gets us around that that difficulty where people can't leave the house, but it is quite limiting in many cases. So, for instance, if you've got a, a cat that's not eating and, and is lethargic, it's very difficult to tell what's wrong with it of with course. a phone consultation. So presumably, just like the NHS, non-urgent operations and things like that have also had to be put to one side for now. Yes, they have been, and there's guidelines. Uh, the guidelines have changed for us, sort of uh, halfway through this process, which is uh, relaxed a little bit. So, so things like routine neuterings were off the table altogether from the start. So it was really just just things that uh, that had to be done for animal welfare reasons. So uh, anything from broken legs to to cuts and sore wounds and things like that. Uh, obviously, we we continue to see, but the the routine things that we could reasonably postpone. We did. Remember, if you're a business owner and you'd like to be featured on Surviving Lockdown, just email voiceover at markrise.com. So what's the worst thing about lockdown for you, Jason, business or personal? I think work has been very difficult, but we've got a great team here who have adapted and, and got through it and we're going to come out the other side of it okay. So I think I think work has been difficult but okay. I think on a, a personal side, it's been uh, it's sort of nice having the, the kids home and uh, kids back from uni and things like that. But I think just not being able to have the social contact with friends. Surviving Lockdown. So what happens after lockdown, Jason, whenever that is? Get your crystal ball out. What do you think will happen? I think, well, I'd like to be positive about the veterinary industry. I think already we're seeing lots of new puppies and kittens coming in. I think Britain is a nation of animal lovers, and I think that that uh, will continue. Obviously, there will be a lot of people who will face hardship because of the lockdown, but I think as far as our practice is concerned, I expect things will be slower than, than it was at the beginning of the year, but I think things will build up, and, and hopefully by this time next year, we'll be, we'll be back to where we were and better. You said that you had to furlough some staff. So have you needed to take advantage of any of the other government's financial packages? Um, no, we haven't. We oh, The only thing was the de- delay in VAT payment, which has just give us, given us a bit of breathing room. But of, of course, we've still got to pay it at some stage. Indeed. Um, we haven't taken advantage of any of the loans at this stage. But uh, that's sort of uh, under review. So it really is the furlough scheme that that has been helpful for us and it's been a a huge help. Is there one thing that you'd like more help with from the government or community as we get back to some semblance of normality? I think for for our business, uh, the way things are currently going, I think we're okay. And and if things continue to improve the way they are, I don't think we're going to need any more help. But I guess for the general community, for uh, there's a a need to to help all those businesses that couldn't work through the lockdown and all those people who might be uh, struggling financially. So that's that's what I would like to see is is help for those who need help, uh, because if uh, it's the general economy and community, if they're if they're struggling, then that's going to have a knock on effect for us as well. I'd like to get your crystal ball out one more time, if that's possible. You're a business director. Are you confident that the economy will pick up to the same level or maybe even better in the next six months or so? Maybe not confident, but I'm, I'm optimistic. I think the general economy is uh, will, will struggle to some degree. And uh, I know there are industries 
like the plane industry and the perhaps car industry and uh, hospitality, etc., that are, that will have really struggled with this. But I think there's a real yearning uh, in uh, in the community to get things back to normal and to and to try and have uh, have their normal life back again. So there's a desire to get things going again. I certainly hope that we will there will still be a, a, a need for what we do and and that we'll be able to continue to provide the service and and uh, that people require of us and and that we'll come through this okay. What tip would you give to other businesses who might be struggling at this time? Well, what we did was was focus on our our core business, the, the stuff that uh, that people really need, and obviously we we reduced our our cost base with the with the furloughing, etc. And the time has been useful for thinking about the business and the way we do things. And I think that's a, that's a useful thing. He's making the most of, of this sort of downtime to come out better at the other end and, and do things better for people. And, and hopefully we'll all make a success of it. Jason, thank you very much and good luck with Best of Vets practice. Thank you very much, Mark. It's been great talking to you. You can contact Jason through their website, bistavets.co.uk. Surviving Lockdown. Surviving Lockdown is produced and presented by Mark Rise, a multi-award-winning voiceover artist and TV presenter for more than 30 years. If you'd like to be featured on the podcast or are interested in voiceover for your business video, e-learning or telephone system, simply email voiceover at markrise.com. Surviving Lockdown.